didn't call bank. bank, bank, bank. Ready? Didn't call bank. From half court. It's gone! He banks it in! <laughs> G'day everyone. Welcome back to Didn't Call Bank. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. At Lyle Swithenbank on X. At Didn't Call Bank on X, TikTok and Instagram. Go and follow us there. You can find the show anywhere that you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, all of them, all that fun stuff. Listen there and uh, like and subscribe. We appreciate it. Well, thanks for joining us today. Episode four. And the Pelicans are in a bit of an interesting spot. This one, well, this episode is going to focus on the in-season tournament. Bit of a preview. We know that we've made it through the group stages uh, by the skin of our teeth. Uh, the Mavericks defeated the Houston Rockets in our group, which meant that everyone finished two and one, uh, besides us, uh, sorry, two and two. And we finished, uh, three and one in our group. The only game that we lost was against the Houston Rockets. If Houston had a one, we would have missed out, but because of the victory from the Mavericks last week, last Friday, uh, the Pelicans move on and a crowned Western Conference Group B in-season tournament champions uh, for the inaugural year. A really, uh, you know, succinct name and really rolls off the tongue. So hang the banner already. Um, We're going to Disneyland. Now, what we're going to preview now, what that means finishing that group is that we go into the knockout round. The Elite Eight, they've been calling it for the NBA. Um... It's a college reference. If you follow college basketball, uh, they have the uh, NCAA tournament and uh, March Madness and the Elite Eight is, you know, as they progress through. Uh, so the remaining eight teams in the in-season tournament are in the East, the Celtics and the Pacers and the Knicks and the Bucks. And in the West, we have the Suns and the Lakers and the Pelicans and the Kings. So... Tomorrow, or today, depending when you're listening, um, the Celtics take on the Pacers. They'll ranked three and two, respectively. Uh, and then the Pelicans follow that on, uh, all on ESPN, um, national broadcast for these games. I have heard that they're also being broadcast on the local channels so you can get your different commentary. Uh, Pelicans take on the Kings thereafter. So an exciting... Um, I suppose, novelty, getting into the knockout stages. The Pelicans are three wins away from um, winning, you know, the $500,000 per person prize and the inaugural in-season tournament. So what does game or this game mean? Well, we go and take on the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento. Um, the rest of the teams watch the only two games of the in-season tournament games today and the other two tomorrow. 
so the rest of the teams get a bit of a break and they actually will reschedule a lot of the games. Um, if you tried to pre-book tickets for this week, uh, the next two weeks, you would have seen earlier on in the year that there were some weird sort of things where you couldn't actually see who was going to play who. Or once the knockouts were uh, determined, then they rescheduled everyone. So that's why there was no games on Saturday, Sunday, um, America time. Um, so, this is exciting. You know, it's a playoff type atmosphere. We've got a team who, as Zion's uh, quoted, he said a few times, we haven't won anything. Um, so, it'll be really good for them to come out and, I suppose, show their best. They're playing the Sacramento Kings. We've already beaten them twice this year, as we know. Uh, flogged them by 41 game and then uh, a close one where we still pulled it out and that was at the Smoothie King Centre and it was actually quite interesting uh, the how they decided who we were playing where we were playing it came down to the Kings and Golden State game all based off point differential so what ended up happening is Sacramento won by one point on a game winner and that meant that they got to host against us now had they have lost uh by less than 12 they would have played us in new orleans and if they had of lost by more than 12 we would have played golden state warriors at ours and if they had have lost by more than 28 we would have played golden state warriors at golden state so there was a lot riding on it coming down to uh malik monk making the shot uh, just before the buzzer, and that meant that uh, we headed off to Sacramento, which, you know, we were really close to getting everything. Um, we just had the win. Uh, the Mavericks had just win, uh, won, so we guaranteed our spot, and then it was just watching that point differential to see what was going to happen. Now, I, for one, actually really liked the point differential. It meant that people played as hard as they could for the whole 48 minutes. There wasn't any of this... Um, oh, you know, we'll take a turnover and we'll shake hands and go and hug each other while the game's still going, which I think, you know, if you're a garbage time player or, you know, a bonus time player at the end of uh, end of the year, end of the game, you should be able to play as hard as you want, even if you're up by, you know, 20 points, maybe not full speed, but uh, I think playing until the final whistle goes is just part and parcel every other game that you, you, you do. So, um, yeah. I, I'm not all about this, you know, oh, the, oh, the integrity and all that sort of carry on. It's just, it's a bizarre thing and it's not many sports that do it. And I don't know. Anyway, whatever. I'm not going to unpack the, uh, the psyche of, you know, years of uh, apparent, uh, you know, integrity, but whatever. Um, so the Pelicans are off to Sacramento they just left Chicago. They, uh, they unfortunately dropped that one second night of a back-to-back. Played the Spurs, beat them, flew to Chicago, lost to them. And, uh, you know, in a disappointing fashion, without CJ McCollum, without Trey Murphy, uh, who returned against the Spurs uh, and is available for Sacramento game, it, it was disappointing loss. I'm not going to unpack that. We've had enough, you know, people speak on it and, they shot too many threes. We didn't guard Kobe White, and, you know, we move on. This is a show about the in-season tournament. So, what we're going to do is we're going to have a look at 
the other two games, the previous matchups between the Pelicans and the Kings, and just see what went right for us. Now, we'd had some injuries at the time. We didn't have CJ McCollum, didn't have Trey Murphy, who will both be available, as I said, um, for this. Unfortunately, in the previous uh, games, you know, we didn't have as quite as much shooting, so we had the starting lineup of Dyson, Herb, JV, BI, and Zion. Now, with that lineup, we actually went five and well, we've gone five and two now after Chicago, but we've been pretty good. Uh, the rotations have been all a little bit funky, but again, I'm not going to uh, to go into any of that. Um, in those games, we played really tough defense. We made De'Aaron Fox uncomfortable. JV played to his strengths. He always plays well against Sabonis. Um, and we played tough defense. We let defense turn into offense. They missed a lot of shots. So the first time we played them, you know, they were on that back-to-back and, and really tired. Uh, the second time, uh, well, you know, they, they came out and we ended up holding our own. And that came down to, again, tough defense getting to easy offense. And we got challenged. They got up in, this is the second game, they uh, they got up close and uh, and we held them off. And I think it's going to have to be more of the same in this one. The Pelicans can't find themselves on the back foot. They can't have a slow start. This is not a team where you can muck around and hope that you can claw it back in the second half. If the Kings get in front, they will beat you. That's the reality. If you let them jump you quick, you, you will not catch them. They are a high-scoring team. They move the ball. They are very well drilled. They've got a great coach in Mike Brown, who they respect. And frankly, I don't think if we let them get out and run in front of their home crowd that we have any chance at all in stopping them. That being said, we've already beaten them twice twice this, uh, this year, and that means we could sew up the season series before Christmas which is, is pretty awesome to be able to do that. Now, what would be great is if we, we know what the starting lineup's going to be. It's going to be now with CJ back. It'll be Dyson, uh, sorry, not Dyson, Herb, CJ, JV, BI, Zion. Now, that lineup is as good as we've got. Everyone's been playing pretty well. CJ played well in his game back. Uh, you know, he's had a couple of days to just get the body right and get that, um, you know, get over the first game back. And we have the ability to get out fast. I assume Herb uh, will, will go to De'Aaron Fox to start the game and, and the matchups will just mix and match from there. Uh, and then it's going to be about making sure that he doesn't get comfortable. Because as soon as he starts getting to the rack and getting free throws, he then starts getting confident and starts shooting threes and things like that. And all of a sudden, it's going to be really tough. Junking this game up on the defensive end is going to be critical because they've got shooters, Herder, Harrison Barnes, uh, Malik Monk, who can spread the floor and make shots and are big game players. These guys are all about that. I have no doubt that this is going to be like a playoff intensity uh, for a team in Sacramento and for fans that have been starved at playoffs for a long time. They had 
you know, a bit of a taste of it. And I'm sure they're hungry just like we are to get back there and, and make some noise uh, in the playoffs this year. This is a great tester for a couple of young sides that have, and small market sides that uh, have the opportunity to really uh, show out on the national stage. So I think the number one thing is going to be defensive discipline. What we saw against Chicago, and yes, again, we were undermanned, we were on second night of back-to-back, there's lots of little asterisks on that, was down the stretch, we failed to execute defensively. There are a number of lapses that meant that players who were three-point shooters, such as Kobe White, such as um, uh, Tory Craig, you know, they hit these threes down the stretch that blew us, blew it wide open, and we didn't close out. We went under screens. There was misrotations, miscommunications on that end. That just can't happen because we will get punished. And as soon as the crowd gets into it, it's like having another person on the court. You know what it's like in the Smoothie King Center? It's when it's rocking, when everything's up and about. Well, the uh, Sacramento or the Golden One Center, that is exactly the same. They're, uh, they're going to be flying. So keeping the crowd out of it and uh, by, you know, junking up their offense, reading the play, locking down, and knowing your personnel. The Antonio Daniels special, know your personnel. If it's a jump shooter and close out. If it's a guy that can't shoot a lick, then let him drive. Um, or let him shoot it. You know, take away the drive. That's what we want. That's what we need to do. And and you've, already, you've had the benefit of seeing these guys twice. But the thing about this is they've had the benefit of seeing you twice. Have they seen you with Trey Murphy? No. Have they seen you with CJ McCollum? No. That is where we may be able to take advantage of this time. We're not just going to hammer him in the paint. We might be able to get them from the outside as well. And by driving into the paint, it also gives us more options now, having Hawks, CJ, and also Trey Murphy ready to rock and roll on the outside. And they're all, all, all three of them are happy to put the ball on the, uh, on the floor as well and drive, which I think is pretty rare for a lot of uh, teams. I don't know if everyone has uh, shooters that can attack the basket as well, which like we have. So... That's number one, defensive discipline. That's all I want to see. And that extends to end of a possession, grab a rebound. I don't want to see offensive rebounds in this second chance points. Pull that back. I want to see communication on defense, and Herb Jones is the best at it. But when the bench comes in, whether that's Jose, whether that's Dyson, whether that's um, Hawk, whether that's you know Cody Zeller, they come in and they keep the intensity up. And it's the starter's role to set the tone. If you feed JV to start, great. But everyone needs to get going and, and we can't afford a BI 0 14 or whatever he shot the other day. We can't afford 12 points from Zion. It's everyone playing their best. And I honestly believe that we can do it. And that's not me after saying all of that. I think there, you have a bad loss like the Chicago one. The Pelicans always get up for the next one. They always do. They, you know, I think they're their harshest critics. They go, oh, well, shouldn't have lost that one. Well, here's your opportunity 
on an opposing court when, you know, this year you haven't been so good on the road to show out on national TV and say, no, no, we're here and we want to go to Las Vegas to play in the Final Four and we want to go to Las Vegas and play the extra game to try to win this whole thing. That has to be the goal now. And you've got three games to win. That's all. That's all just three. It's not that many. Um, We'll see how that plays out. So, what we're going to do is we're going to go to a break and then we're going to, when we come back, we will uh, talk about the other games on the in-season tournament schedule uh, and only briefly and then we'll pack up and we'll get out of here. So, come back after this. Welcome back to Din Call Bank. Thanks for your patience while all of that runs through. Uh, before the break, we discussed the Pelicans making the in-season tournament elimination phase against the Sacramento Kings. The golden one center, light the beam, hopefully not tomorrow. We want the beam firmly stowed away uh, and the fans of Sacramento sent home upset and disappointed and full of what-ifs. You know, they're, they're lovely fans, so I, I don't, you know, particularly begrudge them or anything. But, you know, they're the enemy for tomorrow. So, uh, you put purple on, well, too bad for the next, you know, 48 hours. I don't want to hear from you. Um, don't at me. Now, while this is going on and our game happens, we are actually the second in-season tournament game on the slate. The first game is the Pacers and Celtics, an earlier game... Um, it's 7.30 Eastern time. Uh, and this is a fun one because the Celtics have been on an absolute tear. And the Pacers have been a bit up and down. But again, both teams have been really fun to watch. So Celtics are on a three-game win streak, 15-4 and four this season. We don't talk about the East um, much because we don't get over there much. When we do, we, uh, we give Chicago a win. But anyway, I won't go into that. I don't need the pain. Um, for them... Home games, they're 9-0, away 6-4. And, and they are playing at Indiana, uh, who are 10-8 and eight and currently 6th in the Eastern Conference. They're on a one-game win streak and 6 at home, 4 and... Uh, sorry, 6-5 and five and 4-3 and three, uh, at home and away, respectively. So, what we're going to see is some guys come out and really show out. You know, rising star in uh, Tyrese Halliburton, who's an absolute jet... Uh, Tatum, Brown, Drew Holiday at the Celtics, Kristaps Porzingis. And I haven't watched much Celtics at all. I've watched the little snippies and all that sort of stuff, the highlights and and that. But you don't get a feel for a team, um, you know, without watching them. So I can't comment how much uh, I want to play them or I don't want to play them. But this will be a great opportunity for us to get an eye on them uh, if you don't watch every game. Um to see what this juggernaut looks like because they've been giving some teams some absolute trouble. You know, points per game, 116.7 uh, off uh, and opposing points per game is 107.4. So that's a stingy defense. Um, whereas Indiana Pacers, they're a high-scoring team, 128.8 uh, and but give up 125.9. So run and gun, shoot the lights out, high-scoring, but... You know, a bit of a sieve defensively. So, uh, that'll be an interesting one. I look forward to seeing that. I think the Celtics are going to be too strong. Um, sorry, 
Sorry, guys. Uh, I, I do think that for all the uh, Pacers fans out there. Now, the Knicks and the Bucks, they are on tomorrow um, or the day after, the second day of the uh, final Elite Eight. And the Knicks travel to Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. The Bucks have been excellent as well um, with Dame and uh, sorry, Giannis now uh, as that dynamic duo there. They're third in the East, 14 and 6, 8 and 2 in the last 10, 9 and 1 at home, and 5 and 5 away. So, home ground advantage uh, against a scrappy Knicks team who are fifth in the East at the moment, 12 and 7 on the year, 6 and 3 at home, and 6 and 4 away. Uh, similar sort of thing. Milwaukee, high scoring, give up at 121 points but give up 118. Knicks, 110 per game, and give up 105. Now, that's a great result for them. And, you know, tough-nosed defense, Tom Thibodeau team. So, who knows really what we're going to get. Sometimes the Knicks are excellent, sometimes they're woeful. You know, we uh, we like to get into them a bit, and they've got a few interesting cats on that team. Uh, but Josh Hart as well, so, you know, we might have to cheer for them. Uh It'd be great to see other teams, not these big teams that always win, um, do something in this. So, you know, go Knicks. Uh, that would be that'd be nice to get the New York um, market, which I'm sure uh, the NBA is just ecstatic about. Uh, and the final game of the Elite Eight is the Suns and the Lakers. Now, the Lakers are the one seed out of this uh, in the after the groups. And uh, they currently sit seventh. They are one game ahead of us. Uh, and they're scoring 112.5, uh, and they're giving up 113.5, so that's not conducive to a really good record. Uh, 12 and 9, so still better than us. Uh, 6 and 4 at uh, in the last 10, 8 and 2 at home, and 4 and 7 away. So, you know, they're going to have that home ground advantage playing in the bright lights of LA, uh, and Phoenix has to travel, who are 12 and 8 and 5th. Uh, Devin Booker on an absolute tear. Kevin Durant, of course, is unreal. It's going to be a great matchup. You know, the, LeBron and KD hadn't played each other for five years or something coming into this season, and they've seen more of each other than anyone else. Uh, they keep running into one another, and no doubt that is going to be an awesome matchup as well. Um, the Suns are much more likable, and I don't know why um, I like watching them more than I ever did. Um, I'm sure that it's because certain uh, people have left. Uh, but anyway, I won't get into any of that. Carry on. Uh, I'd like the Suns to beat the Lakers because we know what we, know what we think of the Lakers. Uh, so, I'm excited. This is going to be fun. It's something different. You know, I, I, I think the courts, the colourful courts continue on. Um, it'll be really good for the Pels to get out there and show out. And honestly, I think we're as good as any of these remaining teams in here. Uh, particularly at full strength. The only guys that we have listed as out is Matt Ryan, who's irritated his elbow, and Larry Nance, who's out four to six weeks with his crook ribs, uh, which he re-aggravated. So full strength side, as good as you can get. We need to make good decisions. Defensive discipline. Let it turn into easy offense. Let's get everyone going. Play as a team. Move the ball. Feed the big man, Jonas. And I think we'll pull this one out. So, tune in for that one. That's going to be 9 p.m. Central Time. It's a late one. Uh, so, sorry, guys. Uh, it's your daylight savings to get you. Um, makes it a bit later. But, 
I'm going to leave it at that. Let's go, Pels. In-season tournament. This has been Didn't Call Bank. I'm your host, Lyle Swithenbank, at Lyle Swithenbank on X, at Didn't Call Bank on X, Instagram, and Twitter. Stay safe. And as always, we didn't call bank. We called game. Bye for now. Didn't call bank.